Today is July the 11th. Today, we see how Hezekiah shows off as we read Isaiah 37 to 39. In our scripture reading today, again, we see how this repeats um, Second Kings, uh, uh, th there is one change. In Second Kings, we have the story of uh, Hezekiah, uh, who falls ill. Um, he begs the Lord to allow him to get better. Isaiah tells him, no, you'll die. And uh, he turns his face to the wall and he cries, and he cries out to the Lord. Well, the Lord comes, sends Isaiah back and says, no, you'll live. In chapter 38 of Isaiah, starting in verse 9, we have a psalm of thanksgiving of Hezekiah that is added. But Isaiah 39 shows the visit of uh, some emissaries from Babylon, Hezekiah basically shows off to them. He shows uh, uh, all of the gold in the temple. He shows uh, the beautiful structures that he has. Isaiah comes to him later and says, you fool, uh, they'll be back. Uh, you have just planted in them a seed of uh, uh, desire. Uh, they will be back for that gold. And sure enough, uh, eventually, Babylon does return and takes all of Judah captive as well. Let's read Isaiah 37 to 39 together. Isaiah 37 to 39, New Living Translation. Isaiah 37. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It's like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff, sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Don't be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he's needed at home. He'll return to his land where I'll have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Tirhaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah, don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. 
you know perfectly well that the kings of Assyria have done whatever they have done. They've completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar. My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Eba? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord, O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you're enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations. They've thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But, of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone, shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you prayed about King Sennacherib of Assyria, the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you've defied the Lord. You've said, with my many chariots I've conquered the highest mountains, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I've cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I've reached its farthest heights and explored its deepest forests. I've dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard I decided this long ago? Long ago I planned it, now I'm making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That's why people have so little power and they're so frightened and confused. They're as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They're like grass sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well, where you stay and when you come and go. I know the way you've raged against me, and because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I've heard for myself, I'll put a hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, I'll make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here's the proof that what I say is true. This year you'll eat only what grows up by itself. Next year you'll eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you'll plant crops and harvest them. You'll tend vineyards and eat their fruit. You who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. 
the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They'll not even shoot an arrow at it. They'll not march outside its gates with their shields, nor break banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He'll not enter this city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I'll defend this city and protect it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital in Nineveh and he stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramalek and Sharazer killed him with their swords. Then they escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Esarhaddon, became the next king of Assyria. Isaiah 38. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order. You are going to die. You'll not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord, Remember, Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I've heard your prayer and seen your tears. I'll add 15 years to your life and I'll rescue you in this city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I'll defend this city. And this is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. I'll cause the sun shadow to move 10 steps backward on the sundial of Ahaz. So the shadow on the sundial moved backward 10 steps. When King Hezekiah was well again, he wrote this poem. I said, in the prime of my life, must I now enter the place of the dead? Am I to be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or be with those who live in this world. My life has been blown away like a shepherd's tent in a storm. It's been cut short as when a weaver cuts cloth from a loom. Suddenly, my life was over. I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though by lions. Suddenly, my life was over. Delirious, I chattered like a swallow or a crane. Then I moaned like the morning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. And in trouble, Lord, help me. What could I say? For he himself sent this sickness. Now I'll walk humbly throughout my years because of this anguish I have felt. Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my health and allow me to live. Yes, this anguish was good for me, for you've rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. 
each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I'll sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah had said to Hezekiah's servants, Make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil and Hezekiah will recover. Hezekiah had asked, What sign will prove that I'll go to the temple of the Lord? Isaiah 39 Soon after this, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah's best wishes and a gift. He had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick and that he had recovered. Hezekiah was delighted with the Babylonian envoys, showed them everything in his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where are they from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? asked Isaiah. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah has said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord of heaven's armies. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They'll become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of Babylon's kings. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you've given me from the Lord is good. For the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see a message of comfort given to Judah.